my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Friday, December the 15th. And wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's life. I wish you God's goodness. As always, and I I mean this sincerely, thank you for being with me. Thank you for breaking open God's word. Thank you for opening yourself to wherever that word, that Holy Spirit takes you. Because really, my friends, that's what this is about. It's becoming more familiar with the word, yes. But ultimately, um, through that familiarity, perhaps, uh, opening ourselves, realizing we can trust the one who has authored it in, in the best sense of that. Because, of course, yes, it went through human authors. But the one those human authors worked alongside. Uh, and if that one can be trusted, hey, that's what we're doing here. And... Um, So I invite you, as always, to open yourself as we look at these readings. We're going to take a look at the readings for the third Sunday of Advent. Um, First reading out of Isaiah, if you want to follow along, or you have that ability, uh, it's Isaiah 61, 1 through 2a, 10 through 11. It's going to sound familiar, and I will tie that loose end as to why that that sounds familiar uh, later on as we kind of break open God's Word. And then the Gospel, actually is going to be out of John. It's going to sound very familiar to what we heard last week, but it's going to be out of John chapter 1, verses 6 to 8, 19 to 28. Because our gospel is a little bit longer, we're going to dive right in. But as always, my friends, however it is that you prepare yourself to allow this word to find a home within you, um, because it's only in finding a home within us, right, that it really changes us and invites us to become that new creation in Christ that the Word of God always invites us to. Uh, However that is, I invite you to prepare yourself and um, open yourselves to to receiving this Word well. And with that, let's break open God's Word, huh? A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. I rejoice rejoice heartily in the Lord. In my God is the joy of my soul, for he has clothed me with a robe of salvation and wrapped me in a mantle of justice. Like a bridegroom adorned with a diadem, like a bride bedecked with her jewels. As the earth brings forth its plants, and a garden makes its growth spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now again, for those of you who who may be new to this, if there was something within that reading, a word, an idea, a phrase, an image, whatever it is, that spoke to you, I invite you, even if you need to turn off the podcast, sit with that and let God speak to you through that word because that is one of the ways, not the only way, but one of the ways the Spirit of God um, talks to us right now, here in December of 2023, because yes, God does still speak 
There is no doubt about it. Uh, for those who want to continue, let's move along to the gospel, right? A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. A man named John was sent from God. He came for testimony, to testify to the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light, but came to testify to the light. And this is the testimony of John. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him to ask him, Who are you? He admitted and did not deny it, but admitted, I am not the Christ. So they asked him, What are you then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. So they said to him, Who are you so that we can give an answer to those who sent us? What do you have to say for yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the desert. Make straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Some Pharisees were also sent. They asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ or Elijah or the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water, but there is one among you whom you do not recognize, the one who is coming after me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie. This happened in Bethany, across the Jordan, where John was baptizing. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Now, my friends, this gospel is so full. And frankly, the first reading is so full. I'm hoping I don't go on too long. I'm going to try to move us through. But gosh, forgive me if I don't. Okay, two points I want to make. And the first is this. I was reading uh, from Pope Francis this morning. And um, he talked about, you know, this is the season of Christmas or the season of Advent as we prepare for the birth of Christ at, in Christmas. So often we can do that. Now, these are my words, not Francis. He said it much better than I'm going to. But ultimately, that, that so often we can do that and do that with a head knowledge. How do I prepare? You know, what do I have to do? How do I know more about Christ? And ultimately, what Francis comes back to, and he's come back to this throughout his papacy, uh, and I don't think it's, it's unique just to Francis, but, but because that's uh, who our Pope is right now and who's speaking about it. Um, he says, listen, we need to have an encounter with Christ. I'm going to say it again because it's so simple. Brothers and sisters, the way Christ is born into our life, into our world, we need to have an encounter with Christ. And we don't do that with just our head. No, it's part of it, but it's not all of it. And too often, that's the, that's the part we bring with us uh, to these religious spaces that we go into. And, and I would offer you, you know, just a, the example, is that how you go into your love life? How do you go into your relationship with your spouse? Or your relationship with your children? How do you go into your relationship with your best friend? Again, I, I can't answer that in its subjectivity for all of you, but I think I can make a, a, a wide swath and say, 
we go in there um, for that encounter. I, I, we open and allow ourselves to be seen as we are. We allow ourselves to be loved in our vulnerability and in our imperfections. And in turn, get to love someone else in their imperfections and vulnerabilities. And that's what deepens us. That's, that's how we, in a sense, quote-unquote, fall in love. That's how the relationship grows. That's how trust grows. Brothers and sisters, I don't think it's any different with our God. It is a relationship of the heart. Isn't that what Cardinal Henry John, John Henry Newman said, right? Where heart speaks to heart. An encounter with our God. That we invite our God into that space where we allow God, that God who dwells within already, right? Because it couldn't be who we are and where we are and what we're about. You certainly wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you didn't realize at some level that God already lives within you and already lives within me. Thanks be to God. How often do we go to that secret place, that place where God communes and commune with God? There's a reason John was in the desert, right? There's a reason the wilderness, the desert, is so important, not only to John the Baptist, to Jesus, continually throughout the gospel, to Paul, right? After Paul um, has the scales fall from his eyes in Damascus, what does he do? He goes out to the desert for three years to figure this all out. Brothers and sisters, when, when's the last time we allowed ourselves to go to the desert? And, and, of course, you know, I'm, I'm not talking about, okay, I've got to book a flight to Arizona, I guess. Um, no. When's the last time we allowed ourselves into that space of quiet? And, 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 and I'm going to argue um, that that's really, uh, that's what we're invited to this Advent season. We want to, um, we want to open ourselves and allow Christ to be born anew within us, and therefore within us, within the world that we encounter every day, we need to have that encounter with Christ, and we do that in the quiet. We do that in the wilderness. We do that in the desert. We don't do it in the midst of noise. We don't do it in the midst of hurry. We don't do it in the midst of the, the lights and whistles and bells and noises of life. Hey, listen. There's a place for all that. I'm not going to denigrate that at all. Jesus didn't live in the desert, but it was in the desert that he remembered or was reminded or, or had that encounter with his father, to use that, that imagery that, that scripture does. And so he could come back into those places where life was filled with all kinds of action and noise and, and live it out and live out of that space of quiet until he needed to go back again and refill. John the Baptist was there. And, and I love that answer, right? I'm not going to go too far into it because we talked about it last week. But when the, uh, gosh, who was it? The, the Pharisees asked him later. When the Jews from Jerusalem sent priests and Levites to him, they asked him this, who are you? Who are you? And his simple answer, it, it, it didn't even really 
um, answer the question in the positive. Well, I'm John the Baptist. I'm uh, born of, of Zechariah and Elizabeth, and, and you know, I, I like camel hair, and, and, uh, and, and my favorite meal is locusts, wild honey a little bit. Um, he answered it in the negative. Well, I'm telling you who I'm not. I'm not the Christ. Remember this we talked about last week? That that's part of what we need to remember is humbly who we are and who we're not. I'm reminded of that scene in the movie Rudy. I don't know if you've ever seen it. And again, I date myself when I, when I say this because the movie's 30 years old or whatever it is. But um, Rudy's struggling, trying to get into Notre Dame, has struck out, I think, twice. He's in the, uh, the Golden Dome, and he's praying. And a priest comes up to him, and Rudy pours out his heart. And the priest, in, in the advice, basically says, listen, there are two things I'm certain of in this world. I know there is a God. And the second is, I know I'm not him. That's what John the Baptist is saying. They're coming out looking to say, is this who you are? And he says, it's not who I am. How do we answer that question? Who are you? Who are you? I think the only way, my friends, we can answer that well is entering into the quiet. Because that's where our God reminds us who we are are that we are the beloved one and yes we're a name and we're a, a a relationship and we are an occupation and um all these other titles you know that we may or may not hold but really does that answer the question who are we that encounter can help us know that i'm the beloved not only of God, maybe that silence reminds me I'm the beloved of Renee, and that Renee is my beloved. I'm going to read a little bit. <clears throat> this is still point one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to read a little bit out of uh, this Joan Chittister book that I read to you, gosh, I think a week or two ago, Illuminated Life, Monastic Wisdom for Seekers of Light. It's going to be a paragraph. It's going to be about five sentences, so it's a little bit longer, but I think this is where she's going to. Now, these are her words, Joan Chittister, not mine. They're wonderful, though. We so often think that those who refuse under any conditions to deny the essential goodness of life are mad. Look at the suffering. Look at the evil. Be real, we say. We are so often inclined to think that those who continue to see life where life seems to be empty and futile are, at best, foolish. Be sensible, we say. But in that case, we may be the ones who are mad. The truth is that contemplation, so these are my words now, contemplation, entering into that quiet, okay? The truth is that contemplation, the ability to see behind the obvious to the soul of life, is the ultimate sanity. The contemplative sees life as it, as it really is under all the struggle and the pain imbued with God, glowing with eternity, full of energy, and so overflowing with good that evil never totally triumphs. Isn't that good? That we are invited, brothers and sisters, into that space of contemplation, into that place of quiet, so we can indeed see life in all of its mixed stuff going on, for what it is, imbued with God. Isn't that what, uh, what John says, right? 
when he's when he finally is is helping answer the question uh, when they're like okay why then do you baptize and he says i baptize with water but there is one among you who you do not recognize the one who is coming after me john knows John's able to recognize him when he comes. If we keep reading, he's going to say, Behold the Lamb of God when Jesus shows up. Brothers and sisters, we need to go to the desert. We need to in order to remember who we are, in order to answer that question, to remember who we are not, but to see that all of life is imbued with God. Second point, and I'll make it quick. That first reading, Isaiah, so good, right? So, it's Isaiah 61, and, and to tie that loose end that I say, oh, you may be recognizing this, this is in Luke's Gospel, chapter 4, the first words out of Jesus to basically describe what his mission is. Um, so he goes into the synagogue. After he gets baptized, he goes into the desert, right? Because he's got to figure it out. He's got to go to the quiet and answer the question, who am I? And then he comes back right away, and this is his answer to that question. He opens the scroll, right? in Nazareth, and he reads it and says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. He has sent me to bring glad tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and release to the prisoners, to announce a year of favor from the Lord and a day of vindication by our God. Brothers and sisters, the question that John the Baptist gets asked in the gospel is number one. That's, that's the most important. Who are you? But the question number two is, what are we about? I think is, is if, if John's is number one, this is 1A. Okay, if indeed you are not the Christ, what, what are you about? Who are you? Why do you do what you do? Those are good questions, right? I think so often, and, and maybe this is a childhood faith, but it says, oh, I, I do what I do so I can get to heaven. What does that mean? I don't, even, I don't even know what that means. You know? I, so we can go to the kingdom and, and after we're, we're dead and, and live, a, a, you know, in, in the clouds or whatever that, that looks like. Now, again, um, I, I hope that indeed happens for all of us. But brothers and sisters, I think what our God invites us to, to the extent that we can know who we are, and we can go to that quiet, and we remember we're the beloved of God, the Spirit of God, um, it, 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 I don't know the, the words, it, it, it becomes on fire within us. It, it in a sense, now it's going to take a long time, just because love doesn't grow overnight, right? Those, those encounters we have with our spouses, it may have taken a while before we were ready to, to say, I, will you marry me? Because I want to marry you and be a part of this. That's the same with Jesus. But that whole idea, that is where that love grows and grows and grows until the heart of the lover becomes our heart, right? And what does that look like? When Jesus is asked, what are you about? He's about this. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, liberty to captives, release to prisoners, announce a year of favor for our God. That is what the kingdom of God looks like here and now. My point being, 
Heaven isn't just something later. Of course we all want to be a part of that. But what it means is that kingdom life is within us now. We are imbued with the Spirit of God now. And so that heart of our lover becomes our heart, and what that lover loves, we love. And we are about the same work. As Catherine of Siena said, don't blame me. This is Catherine of Siena. She's a doctor of the church. All the way to heaven is heaven. We don't wait for heaven on the other side of death. Heaven, we open ourselves to it now. And to the extent that we can allow the Spirit of God to fully inhabit us, infect us, hmm? to the extent that we can do that, heaven is present here. And we are about this work. I love it later. This is the last thing I'll say. I love it later in, in Isaiah's work. He says, um, just as the earth brings forth its plant and the garden makes it grow, spring up, so will the Lord God make justice and praise spring up before all the nations. Justice and praise. Justice and praise. Brothers and sisters, yes, we praise God with our, our mouths and uh, on our knees and through our song. All true and all good. But justice praises God. It's just as clear. Justice. And that's, if it's good enough for Jesus, when they said, what are you about? Who are you? It's good enough for us. Because that's how God is praised. May we find a place in the quiet, in that wilderness, in that desert, to have that encounter with our God so we may answer these questions well. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. The second joyful mystery, the visitation. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, 
now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. My friends, we are about hmm, nine, ten days away. The coming is happening. May we open ourselves so that new life, that birth can happen within us soon and very soon. Be well. Be well.